This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch and I will be joined by the one and only Danny Baker. Uh, tonight we'll be discussing the Mansfield uh, home game, the 2-1, the last minute winner. Uh, we'll move on with discuss Ali leaving. He has now gone to it, so that's been confirmed. Uh, we have signed Kofi Obama, Balmer from uh, Palace on loan to the end of the season. And we'll discuss all other transfer news as the window will be getting slammed shut uh, on uh 1st of February, this will come out after we discuss all this, so it might be rubbish, it might be good uh, stuff from us, and then we'll discuss Bradford at home on uh, Saturday, we'll do a preview of that. Uh, first off, we'd like to offer our condolences to uh, Mike Pugh and his friends and family, unfortunately Mike passed away recently, uh, I wasn't, I was didn't know Mike personally to speak to and stuff. But I knew who he was, seeing him at the ground quite a lot. If he was in Wimbledon, if he was, if if I was out somewhere and I saw him, I'd be like, oh, that's a Wimbledon fan over there. Uh, so it's very sad news to hear that. Danny, you said a couple of, well, hello, Danny, how are you? You all right? Yeah, wicked, mate. Yeah, um, guest, good mate of mine, Dan, obviously, he, he was at Rutlish and his boy and him, they were at the Mansfield game and obviously they did a big talk about Mike. Um, it is weird, isn't it? It's just how... how the community, you, you know, you go and watch football, but you, it's amazing how quick you build a community of people. And obviously, I remember growing up and when I was younger, we had the Jester and I was we had uh, Xavier and those guys. And you and they were like the faces, if you like. You just, just recognise people. It's just amazing the amount of times I'll go out somewhere and I just recognise a face or I recognise someone. It's also amazing, even though there's 9,000 people in the stadium, you always kind of find the people you need to find. We have three boys at school. Um, Benji, Dan and uh, James. Um, and I basically 
during the Mantle game, obviously we scored the last minute winner. I've seen them; they're in they're in the south and at the bottom. So I've kind of run down and given them a big cuddle. Bless them; they're kind of like, oh my god, our teachers giving us a cuddle. I was like, come on! But one of the lads was absolutely ecstatic, and I was like, go on, lads. The other two were a bit like. Mr. Baker, what are you doing? And I was sort of like, yep, yeah, okay, fair enough. He was like, you know, what goes, I remember talking to Jester about it, he was like, you know, what goes to football stays in football and it was sort of, yeah, it was quite cool, but um, yeah, condolences to everybody. I know Simon Bassey went to Rutlish as well, as did yeah, Kevin Foster, probably. who's a big mate of mine and a big shout out to him, who obviously his is, grandparents recently yeah. passed as well. It's sort of, um, it is, um, yeah, it's amazing the kind of community and particularly your mate. Uh, tell us all about the your mate and some well, yeah, of the unbelievable I'm... stuff, generosity that fans have put across. Well, yeah, it's mad, as you said, regarding our community, regarding the Wimbledon fan base. Uh, unfortunately, I've been a close friend of mine, 30 years, uh, one of my longest friends, uh, comes on my trips to Germany with us. Uh, and he's a, he's a really good lad. His, his wife and kids are really good people. Uh, unfortunately, he had terrible news last year. He had uh, stage four cancer, pancreas and liver. He suffers from Crohn's uh, already so yeah it was not good news he went into hospital in january for a for a major operation i think it was an eight hour operation that he had to cut wow. uh, as much of it as possible out he's still in hospital now he's in the royal free he's been in there two weeks uh he's he's struggling a little bit at the moment and uh yeah his wife's struggling there she's staying up there with him but obviously it ain't cheap it's in where is it hampstead it's not in the cheapest area yeah, so be, yeah Cost them about 800 quid a week. Uh, and people forget, when people get ill and stuff, this is what me and my mates are saying, is that you forget the wives and the children and stuff have still got to try and live. They've still got to pay bills yeah. and bills are still coming in. She's lucky enough, she's working her job really good. He's self-employed and not getting anything. So he's on uh, statutory sick pay, which is £109 a week. Uh, and this is someone who's gone from earning half-decent wedge to now earning £109 a week and said the mortgage is still coming on the doorstep. So his sister and her sister set up a GoFundMe page, uh, which I shared just, I think it's been up 24 hours hit target, which is good. We're trying to push on now and hit, uh, hit more for him because they're going to need it. Uh, as he hopefully gets out of hospital in the next two or three weeks. That's how long they said he's got left. Well, hopefully going to be in there for, uh, said it was touch and go, uh, the last, last yeah. week. Uh, but hopefully when he gets home and he'll start recovering, they don't know if he'll ever be able to work again. But as you said before that, so I've gone on about the story and stuff, but I'll put the GoFund page back on. It's on my Twitter. It's on when was a dream shared it. I'll put it back on tomorrow when this goes live as well. And if anyone can donate, please do five pound, whatever you can afford, please do it. And Wimbledon fans have blown me away this week. Uh, I don't want to get too emotional, but it, well, the last day to be fair, loads of them have don't even know my friend. Half of them hardly know me, and they only know me for the podcast or being a, a loudmouth twat from who supports Wimbledon. Have donated loads, loads of Wimbledon fans have donated. I think we've raised up to about a thousand pounds just from Wimbledon wow. fans. My mate's not a Wimbledon fan, uh, he loves football, he always takes a piss out of me. To be fair, I said to him, You're going to listen to podcasts. He says, I listen to you enough, talk absolute bullshit. Why would I want to listen to another hour and a half of that? Which you can't blame him for that, really. He's still with it, he's still with it, then, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just it, it's blown me away. The as I said last week, I didn't really like AOC Wimbledon. It was kind of annoying me a bit. And then something like this hits. I put it out there. Didn't think I'd get anything out of it. Really, just thought try my best for my mate. And boom, Wimbledon fans have stepped up and just been amazing. And I do really appreciate. It. I know uh, him and his family really appreciate. It. He's not one of the people that would like this though. To be fair, do you know what I mean? He he yeah, he'd yeah. say I want to support my family. I want to, but. 
I know once he settles down and stuff, he'll he'll understand what people have done for him. And yeah, it's amazing. And I can't thank everyone enough. It's just why what... football is just such a it's such a brilliant thing that and again it's where Wimbledon can't be it is it gets really, really good. Football has that opportunity to kind of unite as well as divide. And we know so many stories about division. You got you I mean, you just look at West Brom Wolves last week. Yeah, They're no. probably living within mile, a mile of each other. You've probably got neighbours of each other supporting the same teams. And they turn up and you see the barbarism and the way that they went about their business was shocking to us all. But at the same juncture, you've got that madness. Um, and then you've got this absolutely beautiful story of, of a random person who just likes his football, who one individual, yeah, the, you know, Bradley Lowry story, Sunderland with the foe and that sort of story. It's just amazing how externally, if I spoke to my wife who's downstairs today and I told her about football fans, she would immediately be thinking, you're an 86, people chucking stuff about, and people getting battered in beer parks and the box park and everyone chucking water in the air or, or beer in the air or whatever. Yeah, football is, is, is so much bigger than that. You look at the importance, even anybody went to Wrexham, the importance of that football club in that town, it's the absolute epicentre of all of it. And it's almost like entire communities are based around their football team. And we've obviously built that. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's true. Well, and, and, and yeah, so, thanks, everyone. Yeah. I think Simon Jordan said the other day on TalkSport, he said it's weird that the Northern, the more Northern teams have their, their football is the heart of the community. And in London, you don't have it as much because there's so many clubs in London. And it's uh, so much to do, yeah. And, and there's a lot of tourists in London now and people talk about tourist clubs. But I think one thing that we have got right with Wimbledon, and I, I know I moan a lot and people call me a moaner, which is fair, but I think with Plough Lane, with the fact that we have integrated into that area of Ellsfield, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's quite a, a, a posh area. It's quite, do you know what I mean? Well, to not, do. not a football club on your doorstep kind of place. And I think we've done really well in the fact that we are, last year was awful on the pitch. We're still getting people flying through the gates. Do you know what I mean? Even now and yeah. seeing tickets are sold. And as I said, I, I really do appreciate everyone that's uh, that's donated. Uh, and if you can, please do. Uh, as I said, I, I don't want to go through names and stuff because every single one of them, no matter if you put a pound in or if you put a hundred in, but there's some people out there who absolutely blew me away this uh, last couple of days. And I, I really appreciate it. Uh, and talking about someone, uh, Mike Dor, Mike Dor, uh, I, I was mentioning his name because he did donate, and I appreciate Mike. I know he listens, uh, but Mike's been going through his own trauma uh, recently, yeah. and he, the, the way the guy dealt with it was brilliant. And Mike's becoming now. I know he's, he'll say, "I'm a, I'm a, uh, what's it, glory hunter." I've just come into the scene. He's becoming a bit of an AFC Wimbledon legend with the way he talks. I think that northern brashness of his, he's straight down the middle. We don't care how long you've been supporting the club, where you've been supporting the club from. He'll tell you how it is. You'll take on your opinion as well, and he'll agree or disagree. And I think, I think it's possibly running pubs all his life that he has to. You know what I mean? He, he's that kind of way. But he he had uh, he had to go for a prostate uh, cancer check, and I don't. I think it came back that he he had uh, had to have yeah. an operation, which I think has been successful. I think that's what he said. He's been out yeah. of the game for a little while now, just trying to rest up. Hopefully, he'll be back for Bradford. I don't think he's going Bradford away. Actually, he'll probably be far at home. But yeah, it, it, and if you haven't read his blog, go on Mike's uh, Twitter page. Uh, I think it's 14 The Frog. Really weird name. I want to know why he's called that. You'll, but... see, you'll see it get um, sent. Well, maybe we'll see if we can get him on here. It'd be lovely to have him on. And yeah, if you want to read about it, he, he puts it in really good terms. And as I said, if you're at that age, because I think you have to be a certain age. I don't know. I don't want to say the exact age, but a certain age to be able to get a prostate test. It's not a finger up the bum anymore, he said, which 
unfortunately that upset me a little bit because you know we all don't mind a little bit my, my doctor's lied to me yeah yeah <laughs> my doctor's always telling me to go lay down <laughs> for a prostate exam I'm, I'm too young doctor but yeah he uh you can get it done by your bloods now and uh if anyone is that age go get tested because mike said i think it saved his life and yeah go get yourself tested and, and do you know what even if you don't know about it go and read up about it i did so i literally i read his blog and i went online and just checked a few things and just looked at this and if you're getting up in the middle of the night and you're peeing a bit too much or you're a bit uncomfortable, you know, it's it's probably nothing, but us blokes are rubbish at it. But again, it's another example, Ellie, of somebody who wouldn't maybe have been part of the community and all of a sudden he's now got a pub in the middle of a community and how a football club has probably made, created something that he probably really, really enjoys. And it's it's kind of the the wonderful, wonderful nature of football. Well, yeah, no, I agree. I think he's now he's part of the football club. He's part of the community. He's always, he's probably already be, always been part of the community, but he's now thrown himself full fling into AFC Wimbledon, which I love. And uh, yeah, I, I, again, I, I'm I'm ho I'm glad he's okay. Uh, best wishes, Mike, and hopefully everything's okay. Well, you do owe me a people, you, wait. Yeah. Sorry, mate. He does owe Go me on. a pint. He does owe me a pint because he bet me that Josh Davison would score five goals by the end of January. Yeah, we are now at the end of January. He only has two. I'll give him the ones oh. in December. So I'll have a pint of uh, the most expensive lager in the Alex, which could be well, any lager, to be fair. There, talking about if people if people are okay, should we um should we talk about Nigel Clough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not so much. Right. How is that? I don't know if you if anyone's not seen it. The penalty at the end when one, I was in the South Stand, you think it is? Oh, I don't yeah. think it's anywhere near it. I think the bloke's absolutely gone flying, and you see the video of it, and I was like, it's Lee Brown, isn't it? Didn't look anything remote like a penalty from from what I saw on when I was at the game. I was like, "Oh my god!" When I saw the replay, but Nigel Clough is hilarious. If you've not, if anyone hasn't heard it, is he written his letter yet? Uh the the, the post game. I don't know if he's written the letter, um, <laughs> but the post game rant. If you've got five minutes, it is sensational. The interview he has, like you know, talking about you know being cut from your. Dad's cloth. My God, he is well, exactly. No, he's, the same. No, I, I, he's I, no I win. He is not as bad as as no, Brian. Brian Clough was the way that he aren't. Well, I'm not saying he's not better, but he's very blunt, isn't he? Because Brian Clough had that very blunt. His his voice and accent was so much better than his son's. Obviously, his son's. Now listen here, yeah. young man. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was hilarious. I thought the funny thing as well was his assistant. Right, his assistant was at it all game. Yeah, he'd already got booked. Obviously, going down the tunnel, we, I, I don't know if they scored, were they going mental or something like that? But obviously, one of it was a younger fan as well. He can't have been any older than 20, the geezer said something to him. And I don't think he's sworn, because you know what women fans are like, they would have gone, no, no, our fan was a little bit out of line, actually, with what he said. So I think he obviously just said, look, mate, like get get yourself out of here, you know what I mean? And then he's run down. It looks like Shrek going mental. I would love it if someone had just done a green face over him. But yeah, he was going mental at the young fan. Right, and he's like, oh, and then the stewards are trying to grab him away. And then did you see, I don't know if it was coaching staff or players, like pushed one of our stewards. I was like, I would have decked them to be fair. But, but I've, I mean, that, I know it's been a bit of an up and down week, but my God, that was an unbelievable win. Someone I'm not, wants... Forget the performance we'll talk about. Yeah. But just the fact that we've got Mansfield at home and we've won in the 97th minute and the lad who has probably been brought in, who's been out for 344 days, scores, I mean, it's an absolute nothing of a goal, but he's in the right place and he's got his foot on it or whatever. I mean, what a, what a result that could have absolute and, and potentially still could absolutely springboard us through 
for the next month or so. Just before the game, I was 1-1 all the way. I'll take it. We got to 1-1. I was like, all right, okay. You know, I won't. Th- this will be okay. No. Yes, they had the red card early. I haven't looked at it from a replay. He seemed quite far away. My my view with the red card is if yeah. we hadn't had two sent off on Tuesday for exact same thing, yeah. Callum Baez is still, for me, a little bit contentious. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't have been screaming for a red card. He you is not. I would have been. I wouldn't have been. If Tuesday was. Yeah, I agree. But because Tuesday's happened, you think, right, consistency now, ref. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. he was consistent. I still think Davidson's miles away from play. There's I still, agree. Still two defenders chasing back. You don't know. They might not have got back. And also, the ref don't know it's Josh Davidson, and Josh Davidson's going to miss no matter what anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I, I can see why he's red carded. I thought, brilliant. He's gone. And I thought he was doing really well against Gordon because he had a bit of pace. So he yep. was, Gordon, Bowery, yeah. Gordon was going up against him, but he was doing a good job against him. So when he went off, well, brilliant, Gordon can get on. Then they lost their massive centre-back. It was a yeah, big, big, big deal for them. So he went off. I thought, brilliant. I weren't with you. When they scored, I weren't at one all. I weren't going, oh, I'll take that now. I'll fuming at one all. And I think it's different from being at the game than watching it in a bar in Magaluf. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not, the atmosphere didn't come through. And one of my mates said, when we scored that last minute winner, everyone just forgot about how bad the performance was. And it was just like, we needed that. It was a lift. It was one of the best celebrations he said they've had at Plough Lane. One of my mates said, I enjoyed that game more than winning 4-0 against them or something like that. He said it was just, oh, wow. because of, I think what it meant at the time, what it meant to, as you said, Ronan Curtis scoring, what it meant after Tuesday's result and the performance, yeah. And I, as I said, if we're going to talk about the performance, it was second half was one of the worst. Oh, I've ever terrible! Seen. Literally, I, w- I mean, no focal point, no kind of feeling at all. Bearing in mind that we were a player up, but I mean, Bugiel, I thought was excellent first half. Really came back buzzing, took his goal nicely, and then he went off, and we replaced him with Pell, and we absolutely fell off a cliff, like. We kind of were trying our best on the wide. Gordon came off with a bit of a tight hamstring. I don't know how bad he is. Um, but we just was really poor. We just kind of lost our way totally. Let the team come, let Mansfield come back into the game. We then waited for them to score. They then probably should have equalised. And it was only on the 90th minute where we were like, right, Sonic, we're going to have a absolute pop here. And then we just all of a sudden turn up again. But um, I thought, I thought, we were we were good in patches. I thought the first half we were we were decent and we were deservedly one 0 up. Second half, like I said, I thought we were terrible. I thought Ogundia had a solid game. Ogundia was very very good. Ogundia plays now ahead of Biller at the moment. I thought Biller's played. I can't argue that. But I thought Biller obviously horrendous Tuesday night. Maybe the the occasion got to him, but he got sent off. I thought I thought Ogundia was solid defensively, which you need against Mansfield. Uh, Biller had an awful game again during the week. Uh, Did he really? Against the, in the, I in saw, the I, I literally haven't seen Yeah, he was, he was Tuesday. pretty poor again, unfortunately. Uh, I thought Brown, unfortunately, he started okay and then I thought he was poor. Uh, I mean, I don't think he had much to do. Once they had the sending off, he was relatively quiet. He was, a, he was a mistake for the first goal. Who, for and their could, goal? Yeah, their first goal. The, the, sorry, their goal. Sorry, not the first yeah. goal. Their goal. And yeah, he that, just chested it. He should have whacked it, shouldn't he? Well, uh, you can see by Bass's response, and Bass don't usually go that mad, but I reckon yeah, yeah. Bass has gone out, get it out, just clear it away, because he can see the danger. And he's tried to, I think he's tried to bring it down on his let his knee, and then it's bounced. Yeah. 
and then they scored. So that's ridiculous from him for that, an experienced pro. And also, it, it, it gives away a penalty in that. That's a penalty all day long. I don't think it is at all. Oh, my God. Have you I seen the, the angle think, where he's got all of his shirt, though? I've seen the angle, and it looks like the guy is looking to go over at any point. And it looks like he just... So don't touch his shirt, then. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that potentially in modern football, people would give it. Me, personally, that's not a penalty. Would you be screaming for it if it was just Davidson down the other end? Of course I would. Because no, I'm a Wimbledon fan. I, I'm, but I then want, you'd be going now, that's a dead cert penalty. No, I don't think I would be. I thought it was soft, to be honest. Um, anyway, I thought Gordon was decent. The... Yeah, I thought Gordon was very decent. I was going to say, did you yeah. see this, the salty Mansfield fans? No, I, I see, there was one. To... There was one woman who was getting mental. Was it? <laughs> yeah, one woman. She's probably like old school. And also, my mate said they were there. They said they've never seen a fan base with so many hooligans. What the Mansfield? Yeah, just lads, literally lads, 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 lads. I mean, there is every time I've been up there, there was lads as well. Mansfield, Mansfield was the place where all the fans got locked in the Burger King. Yeah, yes, and then they tried to run the coach, <laughs> and we had our yeah locked in the Burger That's King. That's quite funny, but. Um, uh, I thought, I thought Gordon... Tilly, I thought Gilly was good. I thought Tilly was absent. I yeah, thought he was very, very quiet. We need to get Ronan Curtis up to speed ASAP. People need to be patient, though, with Ronan Curtis. He's had 344 days out. You can't throw him in to start games. He's going to no, be playing 23 minutes. And to be fair, I thought he was poor. Also, well, we need to... Re- Saturday, apart need... from the goal, I, I think he was poor. We need to relax a little bit regarding McLean. I know every time he gets involved, we score or he does something. But if you watch the goal back from the angle that the club filmed from behind, he goes to control that ball and it's a miscontrol. He don't control it, but lucky enough, he gets the pace to then get on it. Watch it back and see. He tries to control it. If he controlled it, we wouldn't have scored. Because he miscontrols it, we then run through, score, and it's all forgotten. But I still think he should get more minutes. Uh, I thought, unfortunately, I thought ball was poor again when he came okay. on. Did he come on? I can't remember that. No. Did he even play? Ball didn't even play. So he was poor because he didn't even play. <laughs> EFL trophy game. That's the one. Sorry. Okay. Still EFL trophy. Oh, yeah, about we're Mansfield. mixing the matching. Yeah, sorry. My fault. I'm going off Mansfield. But yeah, I, I, yeah, because he coming from Morgan Williams and Book. Yeah, sorry. I've had a right man there. Ball had a the big, awful game big against Mansfield. It's Davison. Like, he got yeah. taken off on Saturday. We were 1-1. We needed a goal. And our main striker was taken off then. He came off at half-time against MK. Did he play against Peterborough? I don't know. There is a real concern, uh, and I don't want to. We're definitely not. We're not going to drift into the next chat because that will be a while. He's just either without confidence or where he kind of is. And again, I know sometimes people go, "Oh, he's great. He's great. He does this." I've just, I just don't see it. I just, I'm desperately hoping that he he is going to kick in and there's going to be that run, but. Since we've had him, apart from the Harrogate game at home and maybe the home game against Colchester where he both got a couple of goals, he's, he's busy, he's industrious, he'll run the channels, he'll get stuck in, but I just don't see him being a number one striker for a team that should be aiming for the playoffs. And that's a, for me, that's a, is a real concern. Um, and again, we would just injuries starting to creep in now. Obviously, Pierce, Lewis, is he okay? Do we know anything about Lewis? I think he went off precautionally. I don't. I, that's what I've been told and what people said. I think he, the pitch of Portsmouth horrendous. 
Uh, Portsmouth. Peterborough is horrendous. You need to sort your life out. That is at <laughs> least it's, five, it's, it's, been five a, it's been a long week for me, please. Bear with me. Must have been, it must have been a big weekend at Magaluf, was it? But yeah, bear with me, everyone. Uh, it's been an emotional week, so I'll blame that. But uh, Peterborough, the pitch is awful. We lost that show Williams. That, is, that, is, that, is that where we lost? Um, yeah, Shane Harrison was there, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's, it's an horrendous pitch. And I think the way he goes down, I think they just bought him off because one, we can't afford to lose a centre back. Uh, Paul, We've basically got no Pierce, for me, I'm, no Johnson, I, I, and no I, Lewis. I've got two worries. I've got Davison's a worry at the moment because we yeah. now need a goal scorer. Uh, and he don't look like scoring goals. He don't look no, like he the player he was last year. It's really weird. I don't know why, what's up with him. Is he having a new baby? But he's been like it all season. The it's other worry cup. for me is Paul Callumbay. Paul Callumbay was one of our best centre-backs last year. Him and Ro, uh, Taylor were brilliant. Yeah, One of our shining lights last year was Paul Kay until he got injured. Yeah, he, he looks. He looks totally different player. He's all over the gaff. He don't like his fit. He doesn't, and he might still be from the injury, but he doesn't look fit. He 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 don't look like he's played the game for a little while. And, and I think he's for a, me. A I didn't see him against Peter, but he looks. He just looks like he's bulked up. Like it looks really big, quite rigid, a little bit inflexible. He doesn't seem to be able to do what he what he's previously done. Um, it it, it definitely is a concern. When, when you literally think with Joe Lewis, um, PK, and obviously we've got a newbie that we'll talk about shortly. Um, that yeah, bearing in mind you take them, you take Nerfill, a Gordon could be injured as well. We're not sure. Well, I think again, he, he my, my my thing. I think he's just that he's come off because I don't know when the last time he played for Cambridge because people were I saying don't, he, he went off holding his leg. Yeah, so he could have just been a bit of cramp. Could have just been a dead leg or something like Again, that. Again, but... it definitely could be. But we just, I think the interesting thing was just the whole crowd were literally going absolutely potty about how poor we were against 10 in the second half. It just showed how much we missed Bugle. I, I thought, and, it, yeah. and Bugle went off as well and he missed yes. the dead leg, which is not too bad. My, my, my thing was I was screwing with Jackson during the game. Because I yeah. thought, again, his subs and tactics were all wrong against 10 men. Yeah, you know I mean? We didn't have a strike on the pitch at one point, I don't think. Yep. Yeah. Well, Ronan Curtis has to go up from. And he's not a striker. I know he scored yeah. and he, he he had the the mindset because of the experience I think he's had and being around big clubs and stuff to get in that position. Uh, but yeah, I was like, we need to go for this game. Why are we not? Do you know what I mean? Why not take Brown off, go free at the back? Do you know what I mean, do what Stockport do and play one centre back and then the two full backs near him, kind of thing. I know we might not have played against it, but we were playing against a team with 10 men that were struggling to get out of their own half for a little while and we needed to win that game. We did. So, as I said, I think a lot of people, uh, it papers over the cracks. Yeah, of agreed. Performance, which I ain't said exactly thing. that. Ain't, it ain't the worst thing. Let's be positive. We won the game, we got three points. We're still in, we're two points now behind the playoffs. If we yeah. lost that game, we could have been five, six points out of it. And then you think, right, we're, we're dropping like Particularly a Particularly this year, we're what? I think we're the same number of points between fifth and like 19. Can you, can you imagine losing? We lost to it. We lost in the FA Cup. Yeah. You lose to Scum. MK, yeah. You lose to Mansfield. You then lose Ali. And then you lose to Peterborough. And then you Peterborough. And then you have Bradford away, which is a tough game on paper. Do you know what I mean? It, it, you spiral them, which we have done previously. Uh, yeah. But we won the game. That's three points. At the moment, we've, I think on Saturday for me, it was winning that game. So yes. it was about winning the game. And, and, and fair play to the players, because let's be honest, MK, we were absolutely shocking. 
and there's no hiding from it. We have had a couple of these absolute meltdown games and we have always come back. And like I said, little, little continues to impress. Um, yeah, I, as I said, I, I'm quite happy with where we're at. My main concern is obviously is looking forward, looking at what we have and what we're doing. And now, obviously, without our Hamadi, it's just a question of what, what should our aspirations be as a club? What should our aspirations be as a team? But above all, from a fans base, we just need to work out what we should be expecting from this group now. Because without him, whenever we've not had him, we haven't been great. And now we definitely obviously don't have him. It will be fascinating. It's a, it's a very important couple of days yeah, for, and I, for us as a club. One thing I did notice, though, from the game, and one thing I think we have to take on board, and, and it was really good, was the togetherness of the squad. When yeah. Ronan Curtis scores, the whole squad, not just the fan, the fan base are going mental anyway, but in that corner, Johnny Jackson is literally like a man. He's like jo Jose Mourinho down there going mental. All the players, all the management, Rob Tuvey, everyone, they're all there going mental. They're all together. And that's what we want to see as a Wimbledon team. And that's what we said as fans before. And before Johnny Jackson's been given stick before, because we've won like that, and he's just standing there clapping, always shake the, player, the other guy's hand. He was down there going mental. He knew what it meant. He knew what that goal meant for him, for the team, for the fans, and everything after the week we just had. So, yeah, so... So and overall, think... a decent, like I said, a really decent result. Um, are you bothered about um, Tuesday? Talk to me a bit about that. No, no. It's the EFL try. I know as it goes on, you think, yeah, Wembley, Wembley, Wembley. But you look at the teams that were still in it. Peterborough were flying. Do you know what I mean? I, I know we, for me, it's about the money that we earn out of that trophy. I don't get this EFL ball, uh, boycott anymore. Do you know what I mean? The under 23 teams, I get it, boycott against them if you want. But Go to Peter. I couldn't go Peterborough on Tuesday, but I would have liked to. Have done. I'd like to have done, but I did watch it. Uh, I thought I thought we were really poor first half again, and second half we played much better and we got back in the game three one. Sanev goes up. There's a lot of players there. You think next season are not going to be there? Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I put a little funny tweet out. Well, I thought it was funny saying that's it. Our season's over after we concede two goals in two minutes. And the funniest thing is I was watching it and I went to the toilet and I come back and I saw him kicking off and I thought, oh, must I'm lucky enough. It must have been a bit delayed or something. We must have been, do you know what I mean? Because I looked up, it's 2-0. I'm like, how have I missed two goals? Just got, I didn't even see the goals down. I was in the toilet. I, honestly, I, I mean, I literally was like, right, okay, what's going on? And I, by the time I got home, I... I was like, right, this is yeah. not great. We obviously got the we got we got a goal back, but it doesn't. It, it I'm not overly fussed. It's been a, it's been a pleasant experience in terms yeah. of getting some game time, getting a few extra pounds in the coffers. Yeah. If it does result in anything, or you know, it's not it's not going to do us any harm being in that competition, doing well. And Peterborough, fair play. They played a good. Port. They played a, a good team in that as well. Yeah. So Two I've changes got, no, they I, made. So. I I I don't. I don't particularly, I'm not particularly bothered about going but out to them. People need to relax. As I said, I put a little joke up saying that that's it, our season's over now. Like we've been here before kind of thing. And then people were like right on me going, oh, you're so moany. It's like, it's a joke. I don't care if we lose tonight. I really don't. The only thing I didn't want to do is I didn't want to lose players. I didn't want Little to go down injured. I didn't want Lewis to go down yeah. injured. Do you know what I mean? So uh, that's always going to be my concern with that I, whole competition. As I said, I was looking at I'm looking at the team now, and I'm thinking, right, next year Zanev's gone for me. Yeah. If we can get rid, Paul Paul Callum probably gone at the moment. Jack Curry gets sold. 
yeah. I would have played McLean instead of Tilly because I thought Tilly was okay. awful. Yeah, day. agreed. So it was this uh, little, he was captain, so I could see why we played him because you've got to play a certain amount of players. Yeah. I thought Harry Pell, I didn't think he had a great game again uh, and I'd be looking to get rid of him. Disappointed in James Ball, uh, I thought he could have come off earlier and maybe Williams come on. A couple of nice touches from Ball, but I'm expecting better. Sasu played all right. And then Josh Davison up front again. I thought I thought he was really poor again. Uh, but then did he get any service? Probably not. Uh, Ogundia played well. Uh, uh, yeah, where was he? Isaac Ogundia. Hmm? Saying Ogundia, no, Ogundia didn't play. He was on the bench. Sorry, nah, uh, Billa. Sorry, Billa. Billa. Billa was awful. Billa was horrendous again. Uh, and Lee Brown had to come on for Lewis, which was I don't know why we brought Lee Brown on and not Sutcliffe. No, again, that's exactly that kind of stuff is what I don't really understand. Like, with the, the game's kind of dead. Just give the young lad a run. Don't worry about it. Well, where it's, it is difficult because I do. I'm a big believer in momentum, and if you build it, it will come. But if we've got the young lad, I I would have played him. But yeah, it, it, I'm I'm not particularly disappointed by going out as such. It would have been nice to have obviously gone through, and it been, we could have been a day. I'm not bothered about the whole Wembley thing. It's just I'm I'm solely about money. So if the money allows us to get an extra player or allows us to do something or helps the club, then um, yeah, that's it. We'll take it. No, I agree. I, that's I, just, I get it. Johnny wants to. He wanted to get to the final. Right? He wants to win that trophy kind of thing because it, again, as a club, that'd be brilliant for us. We get some good money. Day out of Wembley, a trophy in the cabinet. Uh, but for me, I would have still played McLean instead of Tilly, and yep, given Morgan, maybe Morgan Williams a run out uh, and stuff. But I know I don't know the rules behind it. Do you have to still play the six or seven players? But I think I think we got stuck in a camp where we felt we had to we had to try to win it because we're actually a lot further in. And I think a lot of fans are like, right, come on, we lost a. You no, know, I agree. We, and we I, I, for me, you, you, said, yeah. Sutcliffe comes on when Lewis goes down for me. So. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I'm not. I'm not. If if when we lost, I'm not overly fast. If we were one, I would have gone wicked. Do you know what I mean? We're now one game away from Wembley. Brilliant. But I think the other draw, you got Bradford, Bolton are still in it. I think. Do you know what I mean? So it's still going to be hard to go and win it against them, even though Bradford are crap this season. At Wembley, in front of they'll bring twenty thousand down. We'll take four. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, because we won't take as many as in the playoff final. So. I wasn't overly fast. It's been good to get some money in the coffers from it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, that trophy is, let's see how far we can go. And once you lose, you lose. It ain't a big deal. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And like I said, you're never going to please everybody, but going out of that, I'm not fussed. But people need to calm down. You know what I mean? Football's so serious at the moment. Just calm down a little bit. It's, it's some, I, I think it's probably because they get a bit lost because sometimes we're serious on the board Twitter and sometimes we're not. But yeah, just calm down a bit. It's the EFL trophy at the end of the day. Well, know. talking of calm down, should we move on and then talk about the departure of our wonderful we'll, we'll talk about Ali, superstar? Talk about how I nearly had a, a hissy fit over it and then calmed down. Uh, and we'll talk about any other January business that we have heard and stuff and what's going on tomorrow. See you in a bit. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back and we're going to be discussing the departure of uh, Ali Al-Hamadi, who has departed for Ipswich Town for an undisclosed fee. Uh, we believe the fee is around about £1.75 I'm still not sure if that's one 
seven five million with the add-ons or without. I'm I'm hoping it's without the add-ons. There are add-ons involved in it. Uh, one of them is if Ipswich get promoted to the Premier League, we receive money. That is yeah. rumored to be about half a mil, but I'm not. Don't quote. That's not. I'm not 100 on that. Just you hear all these rumors. Uh, one of them was one of my mate. I think someone come up with something on Facebook, Dan, about we should sell him for a pound, but then put an add-on in saying once he plays one game, you have to give us a million. Once he plays five games, you give us half a million. Because then that way, a pound, we then have to give 25% to Wickham and then only get 25% of a pound. But I don't know how it works. Is it the add-ons and everything included that they get? Or is it because we put a 20% sell on. There's a 20% sell on for us now. I have absolutely no idea. But some people are going, that's a stupid idea. And I thought, actually, that's not a bad idea. Sell him for 10 quid. We then give £7.50 to, or whatever, £3.50 to uh, to Wickham. But then after he plays one game, we get a million pounds from Ipswich. I mean, I think it, I think with, with the valuation of him, I, I'd be amazed if it wasn't. It, it should be without the add-ons, but the add-ons have got to go on yeah. top of that. To I agree, yeah. I think, I actually think, for how for the player he is, it's a weird one. For Ipswich, I think that's about the right money. I think one point seven five for a player from League Two who's doing well. I think that's I think that's a fair amount from Ipswich. The challenge for us though is how the bloody hell do you replace him? Like that, just ha- who, how? Well, I've got the fact got... that our season has totally been kiboshed for one point seven five million. I know we have to kind of balance it and I know we've got to give Wickham some, but he's got to be worth two and a half to three but, for no. us, to, to us though, because of, not not on how good he is, take away how good he is, but what he provides our team, the opportunity to potentially get to the playoffs, the potential to be successful, replacing him and finding somebody else we're not going to be able to get, well, I say we won't, it's going to be very, very hard to get a replacement who is going to be close to that standard. Um, I, I think he's, I think, I think he, to us, he is worth two and a half to three, but to a seller, I think they've got the right, I think that's the right amount to buy him for, but I would have liked us to hold on for a bit more personally. I, I, if, I, if that's the number that is right. I half agree, but you got to look at the record before this was 1.8 million, which was uh, Watkins from Exeter. You can't do that. Right. And the game got, is different. You can't do that. Different. He's a better player and he was a better player at, in that level than at, But at that's how long right? ago was that though? I'm just saying. I'm just Inflation, saying. It doesn't matter. No, it wasn't that long. No, 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 no. Right. How long ago was Watkins? But the club, it must have been, what, 10 the years? Club, the club did put out, the club did put out though, saying that once with all the add-ons, it will be the largest transfer fee for that level. So it's going to be more than 1.8. So I reckon it is 1.75 now. If they get yeah. promoted, it'll be half a meal. If he plays a certain amount of games, scores a certain amount of goals, we'll get money as well. But I still think, I, I, I think my problem do you think, is... Do you think that's the right money? Do you think that's the right amount? Yes. For an unproved... He's only ever played League Two. He's n- never played any higher. Yeah. And as you said, if you're it, it's like us going and playing, signing someone from the Conference South and then giving them half a million pounds, but they want... 1.5. It's like, well, yeah, it's crazy. That. Even if it's got that's exactly, goals that's exactly the point I make. No, I agree. And I agree with switch, you. It's the right amount of money, but for us, we I, to try and replace him it, and everything else is hard. I've got a big problem with it in the fact that did we really have to sell right now? Again, this is and exactly what I said to work. 
could we have not just said no and we could have gone? Uh, there's rumours going around that Ali forced the move and he he pushed for the move, which I don't blame him. He's someone said on the debrief the other day. And I don't know how true this is. Again, this is coming off that Ali was only on nine hundred a week, right? So nine hundred a week. He's going to go to his pitch on ten grand a week. Easy. I've got no idea, but it's definitely. Well, that's what Joe least. Piggott was on. Five times his money. Joe Piggott was on 10 grand a week at Ipswich. I can see Ali being on, even if he's on five grand a week, Dan, he's going from 900 a week to five grand a week. Oh, you yeah. can't knock it. It's four so, grand yeah. over the summer. He's, I get it. He'll but basically why, earn an extra 200. My problem is I don't get why for one point. So we're going to get that in the summer, I think. I think what we got now, we could have got in the summer. And the problem I've got now, hearing the rumours going around of who we're trying to sign and stuff, I do not think we're going to sign a striker good enough in this window to cover him. But... We said this last year and we signed Ali. 12 months ago, we said, we need a striker. How are we going to replace, who was it? Joe Palmer went. Who went no, last year? Asal, Asal, Asal. Yeah. How are we going to replace Asal? Asal is the only thing that we've got that's decent going forward. Josh Davison was okay then. But Asal, how are we going to do it? We then went and got Ali for nothing. And they were like, we're coming up. We're going to keep a close eye on this because we think he will be good. But he's just not what we need right now. 25% sell on. They've made 450 grand, I think it is, something like that. We could we could still replace him. My my issue now is Craig Cope really has to push our board and say you really need to, unless they go, we've got a target in mind, we can get him in summer cheaper. But I think we need to push the button and I think we have to be strong as a board and go, I know we got debt to pay, which we should have a million pounds. Say 1.8. 400 grand goes to it, Wickham, 100 grand, a million goes into the the, the 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 debt, 400 grand on a striker. There is a couple of strikers out there, but I don't, I don't think we'll push the button on them. If I'm on it, the thing as well, right, I've got, I don't have, a, I don't have any problem with him at all doing it. I, I honestly don't feel like he, I, I think he would have pushed for the move because I would have done the same with that, that amount of money. I don't think he would have been a down tools merchant. I don't think he was that kind of bloke. I just don't, see him being the toys out of a pram stuff. I don't blame the move. From a personal perspective, I think if we get if we goes in the summer, we could get more for him. I thought I think we would have got more for him and we would have been in the playoffs. I do believe with him we would have won't made the playoffs. Now I'm not so sure. It does if you know, to open up a can of worms which doesn't want to be opened up. This is what happens with our model. All all League Two teams, regardless of their ownership model, are going to sell their players. But particularly our model in the predicament that we're in, we need to what one million per per year. In there, what they said? They said, didn't they, that you need to? I think it's something like seven or eight hundred, seven hundred. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. £1,000. Per season. We're minus, we have to sell that in players yeah. just to break even, which is a bit of a weird stack. It doesn't include, that must be the negative forecasting. If that is the case, we've covered next year as well because of the cut run and, and the Johnson's paint or whatever else you want to call it. But we've at the same time, we also bought Joe Lewis, so you've got to counteract that. Um, I just it does frustrate me when people kick off about it when they are very very pro fan ownership because it's kind of killed us in my opinion. I'm not saying we wouldn't have sold them anyway. I'm just saying that we'd have had a slightly better chance of keeping hold of these players. If we knew, and okay. ultimately we are always going to be a selling club. The good news is anyone who wants to come to Wimbledon, if you look at over the last three seasons, each of the three players have gone championship. Radoni, Asal is what potentially championship, if you like, over there. And now Ali Alhamidi. I think there is a really good, clear message to players. If they come to Wimbledon, they're going to play. My question to you is, coming in, how good is he? How is he going to cope in the championship? So I'm not on the McDoor page that McDoor thinks he's going to smash it. I, I, I think he might struggle a little bit. Championship is a different level to League One and League Two. It's a different beast. You've got centre backs up there, are decent centre backs. Do you know what I mean? And you've got Premier League centre backs, yeah. I, I, do you see him as a Premier League player at the moment? No, no. Not, and I don't know if I ever do see him as a Premier League player. I don't know if he can be an Ollie Watkins. Again, I, I, I wish him well. I really do. Only. Oh my God! I hope he smashes it to pieces. Only because if he gets sold for millions, we make more money. I, after that, Dan, I don't really care anymore. I'm not one of these people who are going to go, oh, Ali, you're so you're such a nice man. I don't care. You've gone. You've left that club. I was I nearly threw my toys out of pram a couple of times on social media, but I kind of kept it in uh, and stuff. You need but, a bigger pram, mate. But I don't like people that false moves and stuff and telling me we'll see you soon and all this before he goes on the Asia. Apparently, this deal's been in place for two weeks. They've been talking about really? this deal. That's what, again, again, this is only what I hear. So it could be absolute bullshit, but... It does seem weird that Ipswich threw a team out there to do a medical. It was already a great, you know what I mean? And how quick do you can't do it that quickly? Get someone out there, talk to us, agree it, get someone out there, boom, done. Shirt's already done, do you know what I mean? All that stuff's done. He's had an interview. Do you get what I mean? It's, it, it does seem plausible that he has been in the pipeline for the last couple of weeks. But at the same time, and the though... fact that he got injured. Playing, he weren't playing the Iraq big massive game for Iraq. He's, you know what I mean. That's the reason why he was out there. And he was, he was injured, missed yeah, it, had a medical. Do you know what I mean? I and also, I like the fact that, that he went on a glorified holiday and missed some really important games for us, and then sorted himself out and was like gone on, on in Norfolk the week after. <clears> I, I, just, I, I wish him yeah. well because I want him to score loads of goals, go for fifty million, and then we make shed loads out of that. Other than well, that, I, I, I don't care a shit anymore. All right. Well, I quite like him, and I, th- I really. Hope <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't dislike him. I hope he does I just well. Don't but care. I, I, I don't think he is a a championship striker at the moment. There's no doubt he has got pace, power, the assists, etc. And I generally feel he'll be a really, really good sort of sub. I think he'll come on and do a really, really good job when he's asked to do so. But he is. He's still raw as hell. He still can mm. be very, very wasteful in front of. Like Lucas Salford. Yeah, I mean, all for the that's a hat trick easy, and they're, they're not hard yeah. chances for a striker that you need. You won't get them chances in the championship. You'll get two, and you need to take one of them, mate. 
but it is. I, I was. Yeah. Can I just make clear? I do not. I do not dislike him. Apparently, after yeah. pitching, I've never met him. Never spoke, but he done loads of stuff for the kids. He signed loads of autographs. Do you know what I mean? He's been really good on social media. He wished Mick well the other day and and stuff like that. As a bloke, he's probably a really nice guy. But he doesn't you can't play. For, knock, you, you can't. But he doesn't play for Wimbledon anymore. But he doesn't play for Wimbledon anymore. No, no, so I get that. I don't. But care. he's he's realistically got a fifty percent chance of going to the Premier League next year. I mean, yeah. well, if you think well, they'll, they'll Les, Leicester and Ipswich. They're after another striker as well, aren't they? So they're yeah, trying to get another one. And I think they'll they'll throw him in probably for and they need a couple of results as well, especially after going out to Maystone. But I did well, learn that didn't help us, did it? I did learn that they had thirty six shots and thirty six shots of goal, couldn't score one. Uh, the, the, the the literally the weekend before we we're like, Oh my god. I did heavily linked with him. One thing I did learn was that Ipswich fans are knobheads. Well. I did learn that. But then so most women fans. Uh, but then, sorry, I say I take that back because women fans have been brilliant this week. So. In terms of our Wimbledon buys, well, this I've got this. Where for does you. he sit? Where does he sit for you? This is the thing I've got with it. People are saying that he's not for me. He's not a Wimbledon hero. He's not a Wimbledon legend. He does not get spoken in the same breath as the Danny Kedwells and the Lyle Taylors. Okay. Because they were with us for a few seasons and they got they won stuff for us. You've got to remember, he was here for 12 months. And as much as he scored goals, he scored goals himself to get this move. Yeah. He, he never, we never got in, he never stayed for the playoffs for us. You know what I mean? We don't know this year if we would have got in the playoffs and if we would have won him with him. Yeah. He didn't play against them up the road either. Yeah. I mean, so he never, he, he's, he's a, he's a great, he's a good buyer. I wouldn't have, he, he's never won anything for us. He's not in the same breath as Lyle or uh, Danny Cadwell for me. He's not a Wimbledon legend or a Wimbledon hero. He's not. He's a nice bloke, scored loads of goals for us and made us some decent money. Thank you. You got something out of it as well. He's not like he hasn't got anything out of it as well. He's got a move to a championship team. He's now on massive money. He was rotting away in the reserves at Wickham before we plugged him out. And I think he do appreciates you, that. And So do you think that he is... He's not. I don't think he's top champ, top in championship. I was quite surprised it was Ipswich. I thought he might have gone. I, I, I did call that he would go to a bigger championship team. I didn't think it would be Ipswich. So. I thought it'd be a lot um, of Borough or something at the moment. So okay, let's let's change course then. So we've lost him. As far as I'm concerned, it's a massive twenty four hours. If we sold him, we must have somebody lined up. So I don't necessarily. I, want to I go honestly to... don't think we do. We have to, Lee. You cannot sell this bloke and yeah, not have anyone lined up. You, you know Big Tone, Tony Wheeler? Well, what, what TW? Yeah, the, the one who loads of people thought was a Milton Keynes fan and tried to beat him up at Milton Keynes. Okay. Uh, he's put, this is put, he's, he has cracked me up and this, this, this podcast will come out after the transfer deadline day. But this is what he says will happen on transfer deadline day. So this is how tomorrow goes. 11am, the eyes from Wimble Street. 11.30, who could it be? Tolaj, Kelly, both. 5pm, where's the announcement? 6pm, don't panic. They've definitely signed someone. 10pm, we're panicking. 10.58, Alan Corker's rejoined Don's on a short-term contract. <laughs> He's actually nailed that. That's going to be spot on. Uh, I don't... I think what do we I, need? What kind of player? Is it I, is it an exact replacement? I, or my honest what? opinion, again, this comes out after, so we would have already signed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're literally... But my honest opinion out. is that we thought we could go get a Tolaj or a... Uh, what's his name? Kelly. A Kelly. But I don't think we can. I don't think we will. 
One Tolaj, I believe there's some people saying he might be off to stop ball, but that there's that a, account is that account is a joke. But I've seen it from a couple other people who actually might. I don't know if they're in the know or not, but yeah, and that account's rubbish. So if it's coming from that, that's absolute rubbish. But there was a guy on there, someone I think George, young George, who's come on the podcast. He put a thing saying that Tolaj is going nowhere. All the shot do not want to sell him. I think they're up near the playoffs. Uh, yep. and the goal he scored the other night was unbelievable as well. Uh, he's only had one good season in the conference, though, which is a worry for me. As he, I know he's only young, but and anyway, so he ain't going anywhere. I think they have, this is what this tweet said, and this is someone in the know at Aldershot, or it could be just a fan like me talking absolute bullshit. But he yep. said that they're looking to actually give him an, uh, an extension on his contract, offering him an extension. I don't know if it's one of the ones like Jack Curry has, that we can take the offer out, uh, but they don't want to sell at the moment. Uh, the other kid, Kelly, uh, Josh Kelly, he has a uh, he has a buyout clause in his contract. Okay, and I think it's around about three hundred fifty to four hundred grand. And my feeling is the club do not want to push the button on that one at the moment. I think they'd rather wait till the summer, which I think is mad. If it was me, and I think the club wise, I think we should be trying our best, not just sign one, but sign both of them. Because we needed a striker before Ali left. We still need a striker now. But my honest opinion, and I think the Mystic Finch here, I think Mystic we'll sign Finch. I think we'll sign a loanee till the end of the season and people are going to be disappointed and I don't know how they'll get on. I don't know if who it is or I just my my feelings. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean we need two strikers. And the challenge is there are two schools of thought. You can either be bold and get some get one or get one of those that if they are our targets, I don't know. But get one of the bigger players in that we've really, really identified. Get him before everyone else does. Get him while the market's hot and then give ourselves what we think is the best opportunity. I personally I'd rather get Cabamba actually. We've got Barnet. I think yeah, I'd prefer him. Barnet ain't gonna sell it their second. I'm not saying they would sell him. I don't know what they're saying. Is I, I would be looking at that player. I'm not. I'm not interested in McCallum. It's interesting. We're all talking about the same market, which is the non-league market. But I just don't feel like we're. For me, I just, I, I just feel like we we need two forwards to go up. Davison is not going to cut it. Ali, without Ali, we need one player who might one of two who might come off. I think there's definitely a lone player, if, which is a primary option. But I, I, I would have loved to have seen a uh, a Curtis type player who is playing in League One, even League Two, who's not particularly well. So, as example, Gilling, we're talking about Naki Wells. That's way above our station in terms of wages. But that kind of player who has done it at, at a at a club, a Lyle Taylor, bluntly. I'd have gone for an experienced goal-scoring loan. But what we actually really need is someone who can stretch the play. Man, if we got Nathan Young-Coombs and that was it, would you be happy? No. If we get a young, unproven striker from a Premier League club, are you going to be happy? No. And that's my worry. I think they're the two options that we're looking at now. And I think, they're, I think we're not going exactly to push. Right. We're not going to push the button on going to buy a player. We, we're looking, I think we're looking for an alley type, but the yeah. problem you've got with an alley type at the moment, as you said, I think they're all in non-league. They're all playing well. And the market is... And the clubs won't let them go. 
I we we I, I still don't get how we got Ali off Wickham. I really don't get it because he was under contract there as well. I'm sure of it. I'm sure his contract was out. At the well, end. That, that's the problem, though, Lee, is that the market is either we the the longer term better option is to sit tight and pick off these players in the in the summer. The guys, there'll be a lot of players who are releasing all their Especially players with the wages, team. with all the money that we'll have. If we're thinking of Pell, Brown, Pierce, we're going to actually have a relatively okay wage offering, and it would be longer term sense to sit tight and pick off not necessarily one of them, but maybe even better players. Than but them. Danny, I can live with but, that. I, well, I I can, but the challenge is, I always feel like. And I never used to because I used to come in here a lot and go, I don't want to go up. I do feel now that if you've got a sniff at a playoff, you need to have a run at it. But Danny, and we, I, and we are we are right on that cusp. I, I can live with the summer. I can live to wait until the summer. Yeah, the, I club, can. the club keep pushing again, and they've done it previously, that our expectations are to try and get in the playoffs. As you said, if we don't get the striker that will push us on now, we are going to fall. Definitely. And how, how, how can we take another season now of possibly only winning four or five games and finishing 14th, 15th now. You know, at the start of the season, most people would have took that. Most people would have yeah, said, yeah. yeah. Well, me, me being one. Yep. Yeah. Now, I think as the season's progressed and we've seen the squad that we've got, we've gone out and bought Lewis. That showed ambition to me buying Lewis. Now, selling Ali and then not getting someone, we've then flipped it right round again. It's gone 360 and it, we're not showing ambition. And I don't know how the fan base will last if we start dropping like a stone. We've also got two major things, well, three, if you look at uh, Jackson's contract. Little and Bugle, will they then go, I'll sign a contract if we're finishing 14th, 15th, or will they go, I've actually played really well this year. I could sign for a Stockport. I could sign for a, a, a Cheltenham or someone in League One. Do you know what I mean? A Burton. Do you get what I mean? And we're losing two yeah. of our best players there again. And we've got to then start next season with a brand new squad. We get people in and then they leave. Like we, We'll have to go down the loan market again. They do really well. They bugger off. They do really bad. We have to send them back. It's just, it, it just keeps going round and round and round. And I don't want to keep, I don't want to see that. I want us to go and go, right. Josh Kelly's the, Craig, as you said, if Ali has been in the, this thing for two weeks, even before that, even without any bids for Ali, we must have been going, right. Ali's going in summer. This we is must, a live, this we is must a live have targets. It's January transfer window. If, if for some reason someone comes in with a two million pound bid, we're going to accept it. What is our plan B? What is our backup plan? What is what are we pushing? What are we going to? And we must have had that. And I just want the club to go. Yep, yeah, Josh Kelly is our man. Right? How much you want for him? We'll offer you two hundred fifty grand with a twenty five percent sell on, or something like. That. I don't know what you know. What I mean, four hundred grand. I actually push the boat out on this one because our debt should, as you said, we should have enough with the cup runs that we've had, with the player sales plus Curry should be. We should be selling Curry now as well. I don't even think we should be offering Curry a new contract. Yeah. Sell Curry. We we're need money. We're not, we're, but we're not going to sell him tomorrow. But No, but we will sell not him at the end home. of the season. But we will yeah. sell him at the end of the season. Well, that's exactly what we should do. We'll offer him a new contract, sell him. sell him at the end of the season, get more money in now. We've got money We've got money for the debt now. We should have enough money for the debt. We should also have some money left over. Like Again, how much have we spent on Lewis that we haven't got money now for a striker? Plus, we just sold... Ali Almadi for one point eight million, pretty much. I just it it will blow my mind if we don't get a half decent strike. If we go and get a Premier League youngster that's never played a game of football in his life, we're done. From a season point of view, we are, and I think it will tell us everything that 
we are at the moment as a club. If we don't, I, I, it's a weird one. So I, again, I, I'm not, I'm not overly fussed about getting a permanent replacement. It'd be nice to get all of these potential names who are okay, who could be all right, could not be all right. I just, we just need a real focal point striker, someone who we know can do the job of leading our attack. They need to be strong. They need to be quick. I don't really even need them to be a great finisher because we'll, we can get others. But Ali was so good at just being quick and strong and being good at assisting. I'm looking for pace and power over the rest of it. You know, I know people are going to hate this. I, you know, people like the um, Chimanga. I know he was he played a bit of MK. He was a Peterborough guy. That kind of player scored a lot of goals at Chesterfield. That would be the kind of player that I'd be looking to finish the season. Yes, lone players don't normally, they're not that bothered. But looking at Curtis, looking at these people, if you want to have a big club, go and smash it the year before. Get Then get your move. Just like the guy at Swindon did young. Um, so that, yeah, I feel like next year we're going to need two. Definitely. If we want to genuinely be competitive, we need to have Boogiel, Davison, which is a question mark for me. But we need is... Boogiel and we need, a, we need our, our main striker and uh, he's injured, you can play. If Davison wants to play number four and do all the Mickey Mouse Cup games and be on the bench and run around and be engaged when we need him as and when those players get injured, I've got no drama. But I also wouldn't step aside for him if he went, I'd like to sign for Colchester, please. I would I would go, off you go, mate. I'll take you out there. The, the issue we have, Dan, in January is every single... Say we sign these two lads from non-league... They were a gamble as well. They're a massive gamble they are. because they've not played I was going to say that they're all. Everyone is a gamble. Just, so we got to be mindful that if we it? say we get Josh, Josh Kelly, we get Tolaj, they're gambles still. Yeah, of course they are. Uh, and and everything's going to be a gamble in this window. Might as I said, I, the point that one of my mates made earlier, Lewis Wood said, I'd go get both because you've got a chance of saying to these kids, look, look at what we just done to Ali. We won't stand in your way if we get a good deal around this man. And there's a good chance that at least one of them will be half decent with the way they're playing in non-league, the way they're imp- they're only young, they'll improve. We will make money out of them, and I just I, we have to be ambitious. And we, if the club don't don't do it now, I worry. I really worry that it doesn't show ambition. And people will say, well, we can't spend money, save it till the summer and stuff. But I just think we're just we're not showing the youngsters or anyone like that we have ambition as a club to try and push onto the playoffs. And if we get a lone striker from the Premier League and he's never played football and he turns out to be a dud, I do worry about where we go this season. And then we build again in the summer. And I think it's hard. It's hard at the moment. It's just, January is such a shit window. It's such a tough one. It is. And like I said, no matter what happens, there isn't really um, anything that we can possibly do. It we, we are where we are. And unfortunately, they're the market, whoever we buy, frankly, any any player is going to be a gamble of sorts. All I'm saying is I just feel like for us now, I mean, I'd, I'd, I, I would take, by the way, I would I would take a lone striker on the, on the proviso that Boogiel signs, Armani Little signs, with, and we basically have next year a lineup of a goalkeeper because Bass won't stay, obviously. Biller, 
Johnson, Lewis, new left back, Reeves and um, Little, Tilly plus one on the wing, new striker up front with Bugiel. I, I, I would swallow on the on the lack of main striker, but it, it, like I said, it, we, we really, really, really need in the next 24 hours as a fan base to the, the Craig Cope thing has been going great and we're all supportive of him and it's been wonderful, but this is a big challenge and it's a late one. Like we're I, now on the last knockings and it is important that we don't want to have another bloody Freddie Lazapo situation where he turns up and goes. <laughs> our primary targets, I, I, I genuinely, hand on heart, believe our main targets are those players, are the top of the conference going, look, come on. But as, as, we've, as you've said, in the last three seasons, our best three players have gone on to play championship football and have been sold for over a million pounds and have, and have had a life-changing amount of money spent on them. And if Huddersfield get relegated, we'll get another little payout because Rodoni will definitely go back to the championship. I I also really, I I think we need it as a club at the moment. I think we need to sign a striker who's going to push us on to the playoffs. Right, We might not make the playoffs, but we have the best go that we can. And as you just said, we have a decent squad. As I agree, Bass will go. We haven't got the chance of signing him, but we'll get another lone goalkeeper who's going to be half decent. We've got a good spine. Johnson comes back the next season. We've got Lewis, Biller, new left back, as you said. Reeves, get little signed, get Bugle signed. But have this striker in place now, pushing us on to try and get the playoffs. If we just then fall short, I think everyone can take that pill and go, right, next season, a week of League Two, because Chesterfield will come up, they'll be decent. Teams coming down are teams we've had here before. They're the only clubs they could be. It definitely won't be a stronger league to won't next be, we'll, year. We'll lose Stockport, we'll lose Rex, and we'll lose them one of Mansfield, one of the one of the other good teams. Uh, if Barrow stay down, they might not be as good next year and stuff. Like, and I think we really then go, right, we, we've got this squad together. I think we. that's why I think we need to go get a striker now to bed in. And do you know what I mean? And it's also and the message. The and message also, we have to come in six summer. weeks. And I said to you, the reaction has to be in six weeks or five weeks when we play them. And I, if we don't, if we have Davison up front and Brown at the back, and we're we're getting ripped to pieces, mate. I don't care. And we'll run out Brown at the back, sorry, because we signed that new that new centre back. Uh, but I think I think well, which well, is a risk touch- as well. Well, but at the same time, though. When we touch on that, what we needed is we needed a centre back who can play for the next couple of weeks or be competitive with Callum Bailey while Johnson Johnson and Lewis are our starters. I think this is a well, centre Johnson's out. I don't know how long. He had a boot on the other day, so that's well, I think I think I think though, this is a this is a sensible loan. And I don't think a particularly Agreed. expensive loan. Agreed. So I think this is a this is a was at Port Vale, did okay, nothing special. I'm oh. o, I'm o, I'm okay. Paul Valfan said he wasn't that good. He's big, he's quick, he's young. But then Cambridge fans said Gordon was rubbish, and I think he's been brilliant the last two games I've seen him in uh, and really offers us something. Uh, looks like he's been told, you need to go do something in this next loan by Palace because he looks up for it. He looks like he wants it. And at MK, he was the only man with his hands up apologising. He'd only been here two minutes. Do you know what I mean? So he gets it. He... Uh, he looks good. And as I said, some of these loans that come out now, the second loans, they've been sent back because they've not performed or ain't worked out yeah. for them. They've been told by their club, we we will release you if you don't go and perform now. Do you know what I mean? So they might have it all to play for. Uh, 
And yeah, he's coming over from Northern Ireland, tough Northern Irishman. We've seen what that does. Dave Anderson's been with us before. So, uh, yeah, I'm hoping he's going to be a good friend. But... I feel that's a good one. Go on then, give us a list of then, it's spoken finally about these forwards. Have we got a list of names that we feel like we've been, I know obviously that the guys who have been under a rock, we've been talk, we've been talking or a lot of League Two teams have been talking about this guy at Aldershot, Tolaj, who looks like he's not a like-for-like replacement for Ali. He doesn't, he's not particularly sort of quick, but he's very, very clever with a nice finish. Quite young. I think he's Swiss. Obviously, we've been talking about Kelly, who's at Solihull, if I if I speak right, who again yep. is sort of 25, 26. Looks like he's he's got a decent finish. Has got a half decent goal record. I've mentioned a couple. Kabamba, who's the second top goal scorer. There's he's a guy at Gateshead as well. Can't remember his name. There's the guy, a guy at Gateshead. There was a, a really good striker at Gateshead so, who ended up at Crawley. Lawrence Lawrence is six four. He's the keyser at Aldershot. He, How tall is he? Six foot. He's he was he's at Brighton as a youth team player. Went to Cambridge, Salford, and Dundee and did nothing. Simon Fordershot scored 13 goals in 29. He has played for the Switzerland under-19s. Looks really... The goal the other day, if you haven't seen it, search Laurent Talaj, T-O-L-A-J. And the goal the other day looks unbelievable. Uh, the other geezer is Josh Kelly. He's at Solihull Moors. Uh, he looks really good. Uh, he was at Maidenhead before and scored a few goals there. So I'm just getting his stats. So he scored 26 goals at Maidenhead in 128 games. Went to Walton Casuals in the Ishman League, 28 wow. and 40. And then Solly Old Moores, he scored 22 in 70. Uh, he scored 11 in 25 last year. So, again, apparently people say that he will look better in a, uh, a better a team. team. He'll score more goals if he gets the chances. Uh, let me look up. There's one at Gateshead that's quite interesting. There's one at Wilston. Let me just have a look. I can't remember their names. But I, I do feel like that's kind of our market. I don't feel like anyone... Marcus not... Marcus Dianga, his name okay. is. He's 26, so he might not be what we're looking for. But again, he's been around the non-league, the non-league scene most of his life. Scored, uh, he's been at quite a few clubs. But most recently, he scored 13 in 15 at Dartford on loan from uh, Orchardham. And then he scored 19 in 35 at Gateshead. I believe that he wants a move closer back down to London. That's what I think I read on Twitter somewhere. So, But he scored like a few goals here and there in non-league. And the other one's at Wilston. He's a young guy as well. Oh, what's his name? Let me just bring him up. They're the ones we should be looking at, these kind of players. Uh, one second, Dan. I mean, that's, but that's, like you said, that's kind of our market. That's where we're at. Corby Andrews is there. Uh, did you see the other day that someone, uh, uh, Toledge uh, and Josh Kelly got into the non-league team of the week? And yeah. there was another striker who got in it as well. Yeah. Adam Rossgrove. Yeah, the Crow. I the Crow. Believe I saw that. Back at Welling. Yeah, good luck to him, man. I love the Crow. Really yeah, nice guy. Really nice, nice interview, that one, it? Yeah, he's a really good guy. Uh, yeah, I think it's this geezer. No, I can't find this guy. I don't know what his name is, and his number's not coming up on here. But he's a striker, and he looks good. There was another one. He was a Spurs under-21. Uh, there's a guy online, I forget his name, and he wrote 10 strikers. At I saw one that. Yeah, there. that was good. And and the, the Tottenham one there, apparently he's quick, scoring goals for fun in their under-23 team. 
it's a big step up. He's the one maybe if we get a loan from a Premier League team, it could be him. Uh, and yeah, he's interesting to see Kyle Hudlin. He's got a Burton. Worse, I, I wouldn't even. It was terrible. If he, if he also, signed now, Pres- I'd, I'd want Craig Hope sacked. Yeah, have you Pres- heard that? Been linked with Exeter, two three hundred grand. That's the one. Sean, a dark war. He scored nine in twenty one. He's apparently. I'm loving it. your pronunciation of players. Right Sean, a dark war. That's a dark war. He's the one. He's at Wilston. He could be on our radar as well. There's another one, right? That really gets me right. We're baffling on a bit, but there's a Michael Cheek. His name is right. He's Probably. played. Bromley, right, for years. No one's ever took a punt on him, right? I know he's probably a bit too old now, but every year he scores goals. Every year, Michael Cheek, he scores goals. So, so do I. No, I mean, he's got 13 in 30 this year already, right, Dan? He scored yeah. 23 last year, 17 the year before, 17 the year before that, and 13 the year before that. I think he's a bit more one of them old-fashioned. Again, I don't... I he's 32, to be fair. He's 32, so he's older than what we need now. But I just blew my mind. He always scores 15 goals a season, right, in conference every year. And they're, doing, they're third, aren't they, Bromley? You know what I mean? And no one's ever taken a punt on him. Weird. Uh, but, yeah, they're the players that we, we might be in for. Uh, yeah, you know. I, I feel like the whole, what's his name, Dom Telford stuff is a bit down the down the river. I'm not sure that's there. But I do feel like in the I summer... I think someone mentioned his name the other day because it was a name we were linked and he ain't playing for Barrow. And I think they've gone and got uh, the geezer from Morecambe, didn't they? He used to play for Morecambe. Cole Stockton. Cole Stockton. So I'd, I'd take Telford. I really would. But not as your main striker, though. That's the problem. Well, and I think he could play with somebody else, but I don't think the way that... Could, you, could he play with Davison? I think, he, I think he could play with Davison. That's the and problem. I think Davison is better with somebody else playing with him. Dom Telford's not going to be your one, your main striker. That's it. He ain't. He, he... But he might be okay with with somebody and the collective of the two of them. But the way that we have one up top with two wingers and the two midfielders behind, I just feel like we're a bit light. But it will be a fascinating um, day. Are you are you commemorating it? Are you wearing a yellow tie or anything like that? Are you, you're on a flight in here? No, I'll be putting out a post. Uh, again, this comes out after. So I'll be uh, doing a post tomorrow saying transfer window Fred. And then anyone can add any rumours or anything to it, anything they've heard. If they've spotted Mehmet Mehmet in the Greggs across the road from Power Lane, it's going to be a laugh, right? Just, well, it's already, it's already gone. So people, it's it's just a laugh, Dan. That's all it is tomorrow, I find. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and do my best if I get any information. Again, people I'm think... I'm predicting a lone, a lone striker. That's my... I do love it because people said to me, oh, you've got club officials in your pocket and stuff, which we really do not. They can't stand us. They really hate the fact that we get information. People have got to remember that I live in Essex. My boy played at quite a good level of football up here. I know people that coach at Chelsea, West Ham, Spurs. So I do hear things from people that are kind of in the know at these clubs and going, oh, I know this player, they know this. My mate's oh, a football heard, agent, he gives me a lot of stuff. I've heard you're, I heard you're playing this. I get loads of women and fans in my DMs that have heard stuff as well. Do you know what I mean? People love it and it, it's good fun. I love the January transfer window and hopefully I think we'll sign a loan player. The Spurs kid that I'd take, Nathan Young Coombs, I'm not so sure about. Let's yeah, see. Agreed. This this will go out after we've signed someone, so you can say you and Danny were well wrong, or you and Danny were spot on as per we'll usual. Be, we'll be spot on as well. Right. We we'll move on. When we come back, we'll discuss the Bradford game on Saturday, uh, and what a big game that is. See you in a bit. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. 
We're back for the final part of the episode where we're going to be previewing the big game at Valley Parade, Bradford. Uh, I would normally be going, Danny. I love Valley Parade. I love yeah, you've going got to a, you've got your mate out there, haven't you? you yeah, Michael, my, Michael Hutton. He's a good lad. He uh, goes watch England home and away. That's how one of my mates, Ian Harris, he's moved to Scunthorpe. What a choice. He, he used to be a spy, Ian Harris. He's not anymore. He was nice. in Scunthorpe. He used to be really skinny. He's not now. He's quite fat. Uh, but, and he's lost his hair. But yeah, Harris go, used to go England home and away, met Mike, introduced us. Mike, really good lad. Uh, every time we go up to Bradford, we get treated really well. Uh, it's a really good bar scene up there as well. There's some really good bars. Ground, I love the ground. I wish they'd put us back behind the goal. It was much better when you're behind the goal. Uh, but really good place. But I'm going to be in Ireland. I'm going to the biggest city in the world. I'm off to Dublin. Off to Dublin, because it keeps Dublin. Great. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm off to Dublin to watch the Irish Festival at Leopardstown, the horse racing festival, with 16 of us. There's a few Wombles in there uh, coming along. I think there's about three quarters of us are Wombles. So, yeah, we're all going out there for Cup Boys' birthdays. I will be in Dublin. Hopefully, we'll be able to... I might take... Uh, see if old uh, O'Reilly's will have it on, on the TV. Oh, they will. If you... If you, if you... Buy enough Baileys. I learn in in Ireland a lot of the pubs in Dublin don't have TVs or music. They are old fashioned proper pubs. I'll give you some information on one of them. Do you know what a snug is? Yep. What? It's like a little covey, like a little tucked away little bit. And how did it come about? What a snug. Yeah. Don't know. It's because back in the day the men would go down the pub. But any time they had to bring a woman with them, the woman would go sit on her own or with the other women in a snug, and it would be all closed off, like no, like the wind, it'd just have windows in there, and the men would go and sit at the bar, drink all day, and then when they were going, they'd get the women out of the snug and go home again. Like, couldn't have it to twenty first century uh, the world, but yeah, I thought it was quite cool. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be drinking loads of Guinness. I've learned oh. about the Guinness, about the domage, about the shtick, yeah. uh, and about how it should be poured and drunk. Obviously, you've got to break the G. Break the G, split, yep. Split the G. Split the G. They, yep. And uh, about three or three or four gulps that'd be. And then. So what? So what's a good? Anyway. What's a good Sorry. result Saturday? You, I mean, I, I, it's all good fun. Who's um? Who's the manager there now? They got rid of Mark Hughes, didn't they? No idea. Of course you don't. No idea. Is it Graham Alexander? No, it's he's not Graham Alexander. He's like a that. Donny, isn't he? Let me have a little check for you. Uh, they are struggling big time. Donny, I right. think we need to win. I think we do. Take a draw. Would you take a draw? Uh, it depends on how we play for draw. If we play not, really well and then we we get a draw. I'm not. I, I would. Graham I'm Alexander take... is the manager. Yeah. I thought it was right. A good, Do you want to apologise to me about me being well, right no, as usual? Not really. But well, I got it right. So yeah, you, on you. you had your phone in front of you, so you cheated. I think. I think I would definitely, definitely, um, not. I, I, I'd like us to obviously, and again, it all depends on who we get. And it, obviously, we've got a lot of injuries, so. I'm guessing we'll have Curry. It'll be in, it'll be very interesting to see who he goes at right back. I'd go on good day. I think oh, I'd, I would. He loves a bit of Bradford as well, Denny. Do you remember last time? Remember we? No. I think Chislett scored and he gave it to Bradford, and then they scored last minute, and the geezer, the Bradford player, gave it right in his face. Absolutely slaughtered him. He was. I think it was well, Ogundir's. Yeah, I think you're right. First ever game, so I am. I think I'd go Curry Ogundir, new guy with Lewis if he's fit. Lewis is fit. Cannon Bay can um, have a sit down. Yes. Reeves and obviously play um, Little. Boogiel will be back, so I'd, I'd play Boogiel with um, a new the new striker, whoever it might be. I'd give him a straight opportunity to go and play. 
I'm playing Gordon on the right if he's fit. Um, and I'm also oh, I'm playing Tilly on the right because he always likes tucking in. And I'm playing Gordon on the left. And I'm again giving Per Curtis half an hour. Um, I think it will be an important one because obviously losing Ali and obviously going out the cup. So you're dropping Josh Davison. Yes. You, I, I personally, I don't think. I think if we sign a striker to start on the bench, I, I think. He, Jackson it's won't. only because Davison's well out. I, I agree. I agree. personally, me I and you. I don't think. I don't think we were that's what he side, will do. But yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah, picking I would the side. To Davison. I, I totally agree with your side there. Uh, Tilly worries me a little bit, but then who do we bring in instead? Do yeah, you exactly. play Sass? Do you go Sassu one wing, Gordon the other? You could easily because pick Sassu. I don't think so. he will either, but because he, he he trusts Tilly and Tilly's a bit more experienced. Tilly looks well out of form though. He does, yeah. But I agree with you. I think your team's spot on, but I do think he'll play Davison. And then the striker that we, we've signed will come off the bench with Ronan Curtis. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, they've been poor. So it's definitely a, a game that we should be identifying to get some points from. And it would be stunning to... They've still to, got Cook to, up front, though, which worries me. Yeah, he always scores goals. And they, they did. They were going to sign or they owned the guy from Swindon who scored absolutely bundles this year. Young. Right. He, he was at Swindon and he got recalled. I think he is a Bradford player. Well, I don't get why Bradford have a player that goes to Swindon and scores goals. And yeah, it's mad, isn't it, really? A bit like having an unbelievable centre back who goes to Wimbledon and then is unbelievable. and Or, or a winger who's unbelievable who goes to from Stockport, Lemony. Who was, who oh, was he's doing really well. <laughs> oh, no. I'd love to have him back. Oh, I'd love to have Gordon would... on one wing and Lemony right. Evans on the other at the moment. He uh, would have been absolutely. I, I think we should be going after him in the summer as well, going back to transfers. But yeah, what do you? Uh, I just, I think we go out there. We have to really go out and really put a performance in because the performances haven't been good last last week, last week or two, to be fair. And I think we need to go out there. And I think we've and... had the odd heart. I think we've been we're good at first half. Yeah, Manchester. we need to put a fall in. We'll have a new yeah, striker. Hopefully, we'll come on and wanna. Want to show what he can do. Ali did it last year. Uh, the only thing with Ali last year is he scored loads of goals, but we still finished fourth from bottom and didn't win a game with him. Yes. Uh, but yeah, hopefully a new strike comes in. What's your prediction? I am going to be very, very confident. And I'm going to say 2-1. I was going to go 1-1, but I just feel like we're going to... This will be a positive result and then we'll see where the world goes when we get when we start playing Barrow and everything else. Um, that is on the condition that Joe Lewis is fit and plays. If he doesn't play, we've got no Johnson. It'll be Calabai and the new lad. I think that's a different catfish. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to say it's going to be two one. I think we'll get a penalty, and I think um, whoever's a new striker up front is going to score. And if we don't get a new striker, I'm going to be absolutely fuming. I agree, and I think it's quite important as well for me is Bugle uh, being up there and playing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you never know. But uh, I, I'm I was I'm going two one as well. I think yeah, I think he will. Uh, I think what am I talking about? I think yeah, two one. I think we'll score. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's tough. It's a really tough game, Bradford, because they're still half decent side. I can't believe how big they are as a club. Like they're yeah, massive. I know. they get still get eighteen or thousand. Um. But yeah, yeah so I, think, I think that's good. And again, we're two points to the playoffs. I'm with you. If we do not sign a striker, though, I, I, we will sign a striker. We are. I just don't know who it's going to be. And, and that worries me. And as I said, this comes out after we've signed the striker. So we, me and Danny could be happy as Larry or we could be absolutely fuming. But as I said, 
Good luck to anyone going up there. Bradford's a great place. There's a good indie bar up there on the on the strip. Bradford fans can be known for being a bit boyish, boisterous, but they usually look after us when we're out there. So, uh, yeah, stay safe up there. It's a good place to go. Danny, do you want to add anything else before we kind of wrap up for the night? No, stay safely. Um, and, um, yeah, it, it, apparently they've just had a very interesting uh, Don's Trust meeting today. Uh, it's about the... About about the debt, isn't it? Yeah, it's been. Um, there was apparently some naughty behavior, so we'll find out about that next week. All right, we'll talk about that next week then. But yeah, I'm going to be in Dublin this week, so there'll be no uh, what's it called debrief on Sunday unless Jack Mountney or someone wants to. Are take you it. sure? Are you sure? I'm I've arranged our pub call actually, I've sorted out a 10 bar pub call during the day, uh, and then yeah. you sure it's not like a baker's dozen, 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 and be 11 or a baker's dozen. What's a dozen? I actually that Irish, yeah. Baker's dozen. That's thirteen yeah. bars, but you would have got eleven. Some the bars in Ireland look unreal. But yeah, anyway, have a good week again. I'm going to put the GoFund page for my friend. Uh, if you, anyone can donate, brilliant. If you can't, don't worry about it. Times are hard for everyone at the moment. Uh, but yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for everyone who has donated. Again, it really has a uh, touched the my, at my heartstrings this last couple of days, and really do appreciate it. Thanks to Gary Fletcher and the boys at Season Master for Fletch. the season, this season's podcast. Uh, that's it for me and Danny for another week. Back next week with another podcast. The number one AFC Women podcast. Still the only unofficial podcast on the market. Uh, see you next week. Come on, you dons. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.